I got my miracle. 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 This is the place for miracles. Four steps to your next victory. Now, you might want to get a pen, piece of paper, get out your mobile device, take down these four steps. Now, these steps are not rocket science. They're not complicated because I am not a complicated person. Just ask my wife, she'll tell you, there's nothing complicated about me. I'm a simple person. I try to make it as simple as I possibly can because I want it simple for me. Four simple steps to your next victory. Are you ready? Here's number one. It's not earth shaking, but it will get your attention. Stop complaining. Adjust your attitude. Get into a spirit of positiveness. Uh, you don't want to be around somebody who's negative all the time, and maybe that's what you've become. Always talking down about yourself, always talking down about the situation, always talking something negative, like the, the woman who, who once said, I always feel the worst when I feel the best, because I know when I'm, uh, how bad I'm going to feel when I start feeling bad again. I mean, do you know people like that? Do you know people that when they walk into the room, it, it's so negative, it feels like somebody got up and left? Do you know people like that? It's time for an attitude adjustment. It's time to stop complaining. Some people's glass is always half empty. It's never half full. It's always half empty. It's your perspective. Change your attitude. Be a can-do person and not a can't-do person. That's number one. Stop complaining. Stop complaining to your neighbors. Stop complaining to your family. Stop complaining to those at work. Stop complaining to those at church. Stop complaining. Just stop it. Number two, let go and let God. Well, how do I let go and let God? Well, that speaks of allowing the joy of the Lord to take over your life so that you can fully trust God. Trust Him. Trust that what God did on Calvary through His Son Jesus was enough for your salvation, for your healing, for your deliverance. Trust God. Now, when you go to the grocery store, you trust the fact that the owners of that store and the people who work there and stock the shelves have done a good job in putting the, the, the marketable items on the shelf so when you pick them up and put them in your cart and go and pay your money at the cash register and when you get them home, you trust that that food is good. Well, if you can trust them, why can't you trust God? Why can't you let go and let God? Reminds me of the story that I heard about this man that accidentally fell out of a, a, out of a window and was falling and began to call on God and call on God. And as he, as he fell, he saw a flagpole sticking out of the side of the, of the building and he, he latched onto it and held on with all he had. And he was praying, God, God, help me, God, help me. When suddenly the Lord spoke to him and said, do you believe? Do you believe that I delivered Daniel from the lion's den? Oh, yes. Yes, I believe. Well, do you believe that I delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fiery furnace? Yes, Lord, I believe. Then turn loose. <laughs> the man said, now, look here, Lord. I got myself into this mess. I'll get myself out. You know, that's not what you want to be like. Because if you could have gotten yourself out of this mess, you would already be out. It's time to let go and let God. That's what the disciples should have done. Instead of saying, Master, don't you care? We're about to drown. No, let go and let God. Jesus awakened 
walked to the bow of the ship, stretched out his hands and said, Peace be still, and then looked at his disciples and said, Now where's your faith? You could have done this. Why don't you just let go and let God? You've tried to carry it on your back. Isn't your back getting tired? Aren't you tired of carrying all the problems yourself? Why don't you let go and let God be God? Why don't you let God do what He can do? And why don't you do what you can do? The third is to sow a seed of equivalent benefit. Now, what do you mean equivalent benefit? Well, the best way I can tell you is a story that my grandfather, uh, Papa Roberts, and my father, Oral Roberts, used to tell me. When my father was a boy, they lived on a farm in Pontotoc County, Oklahoma. That's down in the southeast portion of our state. And one summer, a hailstorm came and destroyed the crops in the field. Beat the paint right off their house. And uh, my grandfather went out on the porch to survey the damage after the storm was over, and he began to weep because he saw that the crop in the field was destroyed, and he knew what that meant. Now, my father was a, my grandfather, excuse me, was a farmer and a pastor. Didn't make much money. He depended on those crops to buy shoes for the children for, for school and, and, and to buy uh, supplies for the next year and so on and so forth. But the crop was destroyed. They, they grew corn and they grew wheat and cotton and things like that. And the crop was destroyed. And he was crying. And my grandmother, Claudius Priscilla, came out on the porch and said, Ellis, go inside the house and find that $100 bill you've been hiding from me and take it down to Jeter's feed store and buy seed. We're going to replant. Well, my grandfather, being a farmer, knew that it was too late in the season. Why, if you planted that late, the frost would come and the freeze, and the crop would be destroyed again. But he also knew enough not to argue with his Pentecostal, spirit-filled wife. <laughs> and he got my dad and uh, my uncle Vaden, my older uncle, and they hitched up the wagon because they didn't have a car, and went into town a few miles, went to Jeter's feed store, Mr. Jeter came out and said, how'd your farm do in the storm? My grandfather said, well, it was, the crop was destroyed. Mr. Jeter said, well, there's going to be no harvest this year. All the farms around here have lost everything. All the crops destroyed. My grandfather reached in his pocket and pulled out the $100 bill. Now, this was Depression days, and my grandfather always kept a $100 bill so nobody could call Reverend E.M. Roberts broke. <laughs> he pulled out that $100 bill, held it up to the man, said, Mr. Jeter, we're going to replant. We've come to buy seed. And Mr. Jeter just started to laugh at him because he also knew the rules of farming. It was too late in the season. But something about God caused Mr. Jeter to change. He said to his sons, drive Brother Robert's wagon around to the back of the store and open up the big feed doors and fill their wagon with seed. The Roberts are going to replant. Well, by the next morning, all the family was gathered and some helpers and they went out to plant and the story had spread through the neighborhood and people lined the fence rows and laughed and mocked the Roberts family who were so stupid they didn't understand that it was too late in the season to plant. And yet they kept on replanting just like my grandmother had instructed my grandfather. Funny thing happened in Oklahoma that year. In the fall, the frost was unusually late. And the freeze was even much later than normal. It didn't freeze till around Thanksgiving. And there was only one farm that got a harvest that year. And it was the Roberts farm. 
because in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the, of the hardship, in the midst of the storm, they sowed a seed of equivalent benefit. What are you going through right now? You need to sow a seed of equivalent benefit out of what you're going through right now. And number four, acknowledge Him. Realize that He is your source. He made you in His image. He is God and there's nothing you can do about it. He loves you and He wants to honor your seed. So look to Him. What does that mean? Friend, that means expect a miracle. As you plant your seed, as you change your attitude and, and stop being negative, as you let go and let God, as you sow that seed, then look to Him, the author and the finisher of your faith. And believe that He will find a way, even where it looks like in the natural there is no way. And I just pray right now that these four simple steps will be steps that you'll take for your next victory. I pray it now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to the Place for Miracles podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, call our Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777 or go to oralroberts.com prayer. Our website also features uplifting articles, online Bible classes, books, and other resources to help build your faith in God. If you'd like to support the outreaches of the Oral Roberts Ministries, please go online to oralroberts.com to make your donation today.